All right, sound is speeding. We are recording. Cool. All right, let's begin. Okay, so if y'all want to get crazy, we can get crazy. crazy, 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 crazy. Hey, what? Great parade. Give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. Please. What? One game, one on one. For what? Your heart. It was like his dip just. Baby, baby. Please. Please. Please, baby. Please, baby. Baby, baby. Please. Yo. Got the juice now, man. Welcome to Adventures in Black Cinema, y'all. Your passport to black film. My name is Desmond Thorne. I will be your host and your film aficionado for the day. I am so excited for this episode because we have a returning guest. If you recall, in our third episode of the show, we talked about the film Fast Color with Miss Shay Fillmore. And guess what, you guys? Guess what, y'all? She's back. Welcome back, Shay Fillmore. Ah! I am so excited to be back. I, I, it's kind of uh, fucked up, though, that the second time I'm back, I'm still... Still back to talk about a film directed by a white person. That's true. <laughs> oh shit, that's fucked up. We gotta. But that's okay. We gotta. We'll we gotta it. change we'll that. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. I mean, <laughs> we'll fix it. It was my fault because you were like, "Okay, Shay, Baps or Ma," and I was like, "Or Ma." Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Ma, though. Oh man. So, uh, what have you been watching recently, Shay? And this time of Quar that's still here. Uh, I watched all of the Fast and Furious movies last week. Yes. Yes. Family. Yes. Family. Like, I am so astounded at the way that the series kind of started out as like something that was kind of fun, and then it got really bad, mm-hmm. and like really, really bad, mm-hmm. and then turned it around, and became something that is so action-packed and crazy and just so, like, this is the logic of the of the films. And you're like, yes, yes it is. I love <laughs> Understood. that. Understood, understood. It's crazy that it took eight movies for them to have, like, a very good actress in yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you, you know, you're watching eight and Charlize has got her, her dreads and she's, like, her little skinny dreads and she's just, like... I'm a villain, and it, she's so good, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, because, you know, I've been watching several movies with fucking Gal Gadot, and oh one my movie God. with Gina Carino, and, you know, I mean, Michelle Rodriguez is a good actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say that for sure, for sure, like, duh. Um, Our friend but, Scout yeah. Tafoya, he will say day in and day out, Michelle Rodriguez acted like she didn't know how to hold a gun in Widows, She's a very good actor. <laughs> Period. 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 <laughs> Period. Um, oh, God. But yeah, they're so good. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Yeah. Um, that shit was so... I mean, it could have been more sad if they didn't, like, send him off in the weirdest way possible mm-hmm. with, like, his face on his brother's face. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I cried at the end of the last one. I was just like, oh, family, family. <laughs> so I'm ready for the next three or two movies. Yeah. I think they're splitting 
10 into two movies. Oh, shit. They're doing the old, you know, franchise split. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. And that's a great way. Oh, it, it's just good. It's just good. It's yeah. good. It's good. I mean, like... I will say, like, pre-pandemic, there is such a want and kind of a need with the jobs that we do to kind of watch a lot of more, like, serious movies and very heavy films that, like, you really got to go back and watch the fun shit because the shit, the fun shit is really fun, like. And that's something with Ma. It's like, I want to preface this now. Ma mm -hmm. is not a good movie. No, it's not a good movie. But it is fun. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, to, for me, overlook some of its, like, more problematic elements. But we're going to talk about those problematic elements Yes, anyways. we are. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's just fun. It's and fun. And it's stupid. It's so stupid. It is so stupid. Like, whatever. So, <laughs> so just know, listener, like, we know it's bad. We know. We are so... So well aware. We know it's bad. But it leaves you with a feeling. And, you know... Yeah, I'm gonna always, like, be like, but you should watch it. Exactly, exactly. And speaking of film, I hear you have a new podcast that's growing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So my friend Allie and I, uh, we're like Desmond, and we watch a lot of movies. <laughs> and... We are starting an a podcast called She's Great in That. <gasps> yes. Yes, where we're basically going to pick an actress and watch the majority of their work. Like, we're not going to watch everything. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. We're not going to watch everything. Mm -mm. But And then we're just going to talk about, you know, their growth as an actress, their choices, the way that they're used. Because, you know, every actress goes through that phase where they're playing girlfriend and wife yes. or woman yes. before they actually get, like, meaty characters. So yes. we're going to talk about it. And hopefully we'll come uh, out of that with um, an expanded admiration Absolutely. for the craft. And with a lot of movie wrecks and, you know, a list of things to avoid. I'm Absolutely. excited. Hell yeah. Be, Hell yeah. yeah. I feel like, too, we were just talking about this before we got on. There's this kind of period in especially Hollywood actresses where they are deemed as successful, like, money-wise, and they just get thrown, like, a lot of shitty fucking roles. Like, really, really bad shit to the point where it's, like, Almost like Hollywood wants to believe, wants you to believe that the successful, sometimes Oscar nominated, sometimes Oscar winning actor is like bad. And I'm like, why does that happen? Yeah, shit gets really weird after you win an Oscar, I mm -hmm. feel. I mean, like, look at Emma Stone. Cruella. Her, yeah, like, Lady <sighs> Girl Boss Joker. A Netflix show and like mm -hmm. the favorite. We love the favorite. Love uh, the favorite. Even her her accent's not good in that either, but mm -mm. that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's definitely just like so. And I mean, the same thing happened with like Octavia Spencer. Like yeah, she had won yeah. an Oscar, and so mm -hmm. it's like, well, what what do we do? Because I think you cost more money yeah. if you've won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. So that probably makes things a little bit weird, and so. It makes sense that Octavia Spencer's like, okay, like I have an Oscar. I've been doing all of these things that are kind of the same. I want to do something crazy. And her friend, Tate Taylor, who is like movie Ryan Murphy almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because he like is trash, but also 
is fr- is probably super nice, mm-hmm. and so is friends with all of these actresses. Like, there's no reason. Like, if this movie was just sent to Alice and Janney, and she wasn't friends with Tate Taylor, she would never. She would never. She'd be like. A what? <laughs> Who? Excuse me? Mm, Sue no. Ann? I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> yes. So speaking of all of these things, greetings, everyone, from, I guess this movie takes place in, like, Cleveland, Ohio, somewhere in Northeast Ohio. We are They t- filmed it in Mississippi. They filmed it in Mississippi, but they try to play it off like it's not Mississippi, which is weird. Yes. Just set the movie in Mississippi. <laughs> We are taking an adventure in Octavia and one-liners, and we are obviously getting into the nitty-gritty of the film Ma. But first, and I forgot to tell you this before, we did it. We're going to play another round of Who's Invited with Shay. Is a tasty burger. Oh, yeah! Thank God! Thank <laughs> God! Thank God! Thank God! I was like, Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Okay! 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 Ah! Yes. So if it's your first time on the podcast, listening to the podcast listeners, Who's Invited is a game I play with all of my guests. And it is a game in which I run down a list of black films directed by white people in a rapid fire motion. And I have the guests decide if the film I just said gets invited to the cookout or not. AKA, is this actually a black film or is this a film with black people in it with a white director that is heavily white gazed? And when I say the title of a film, it is up to Shay to either say yes sir if she thinks the film is invited or bye Felicia if she thinks the film is not invited. And again, you shall not pass on any of these films. If you haven't seen it, go on your gut and what you've heard. And you've heard a lot. And you're a Gemini, so you got those instincts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, let's get into it. I feel like you know the gist enough. We don't have to do a practice round. Yeah, I was I was the I was the OG. Yes. You brought the game out on me. Shay was the first to play the game. And there are some new movies in the mix now, so I'm excited to see what you think. All right, I'm gonna start. Oh, and I always wanna say that I don't play this game to give daps and props to the white people who've done it right. I like to play this game to raise awareness of these films that are directed by white people that have black people in them because you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, something's up, something's fishy, something doesn't feel right, something doesn't feel authentic. Go on IMDb, do a little Google search, guarantee most of the time it's because it's the white man. Guaranteed. All right, I'm going to start the timer. And uh, the timer has begun. All right, Blade. Yes, sir. Yes, Glory. Oh, I, uh... Ew, um, bye Felicia. <laughs> Sounder. I don't, uh, bye Felicia, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the Pursuit of Happiness. Oh. 
Uh, bye, Felicia. That's hard because black people love Will Smith. That's true. That's true. But I, I agree with you on that one. Um, the preacher's wife. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. yes. What's love got to do with it? Yes, sir. I mean, the only film Angela's been nominated for an Oscar for. That's true, which is crazy. Just crazy. Lady Sings the Blues. Mm, yes, sir. We have to get our classics in there. Ooh, Big Mama's House. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Bye, Felicia, probably. That's not my lane. That's not my lane at all. Oh, no. And last but not least, Hotel Rwanda. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> uh-uh. 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 We get it, like... If we're going to Africa, we're getting a lot of people who, like, are not, like, directly from Africa. And we're just, every, like, it's like Black Panther where everybody's got different-ass accents. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, ha, ha. <laughs> yep. Ah. Yep. That's one that I honestly didn't know for a minute. But our audio engineer actually told me. And I was like, Wow. I don't know why I assumed that a Black person directed that. Because looking back on it. You're kind of just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a white person absolutely directed that. Yeah, because I mean, they're only focused on black trauma. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And literally. literally nothing else except for Penny Marshall, director of The Preacher's Wife. Rest in peace, bitch. Ugh, oh, angel. Angel, angel, angel. Literally, angels. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember, I was like blushing the whole time, being like, Whitney Houston wants to, because I, I, I didn't know about sex at the time, but I was like, she wants to, like, kiss this angel, and she's married. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was such a fun episode, because there are so many, like, literal angels in that movie. I mean, Penny, director, Whitney Houston, uh, Gregory Hines, and then we have Denzel Washington playing in Angel. So it's... It's a lot. It's a great movie. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of Ma. You are here for one reason, one reason only to learn, to learn, to learn, to learn. So, Ma is a film directed by uh, Tate Taylor, and this film was released in 2019, back when things were good and we didn't know that they were good. Uh, But here's a little summary of the film, if you have not seen it. Uh, This campy thriller is about a young girl named Maggie, played by Diana Silvers, who was also in Booksmart at the time. She had two movies out, great. And Maggie, moves from San Diego back to her mom's hometown, played by Juliette Lewis, who is really good in this, too. She's brilliant in yeah. this. She's giving, like, she's the best performance in it. She's, like, this grounded, real mother. Uh-huh. Like, when she gets mad at Maggie, I'm like, ooh, yeah. she's mad. Exactly, exactly. And when she calls Ma out in the store, it's like, what kind of motherfucking parties with teenagers? <laughs> it's so good. Snaps and claps. Snaps and claps. It's so good. Like, Juliet, we'll definitely have to con- cover her on the, my pod because, like... Yes! Oh, great uh, career. Great career. Great career. But also had to do things like the other sister. Uh, <sighs> <sighs> Which, in this day and age, 
Bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. Bring it to the table. So Juliette Lewis, playing her mom excellently, brings Maggie back to this town that is supposedly Cleveland, but was so obviously filmed in Natchez, Mississippi. Maggie quickly makes friends with the locals, and being teens, her friends want to drink and party. But besides an outdoor spot called The Rock Pile, they have no place to do so. Enter... Sue Ann, played by Octavia Spencer, a local vet who quickly escalates from buying the kids booze to offering up her basement as a place for them to party. And this is fine. This is all good until it isn't. And the teens begin to realize that Ma is up to some no good, creepy shit. This film also stars Luke Evans, who we get to see his peen. We get to see Luke Evans' dick. And Do you think that was his actual dick? I hope so. I think because Luke Evans is gay and he's British. He's fine with it, yeah. I think he's probably fine with it. And I think one of the things this movie does get right is the portrayal of his character of straight white male toxic masculinity. They get that absolutely correct with this character. He is the absolute worst and he has no redeeming qualities at all. And he yeah, gets and, dog's and the characters blood. Are, yeah. <laughs> and the characters are always like saying that like when they, before they meet Ma and they get busted by the cops and they're like, oh, you're, you're Luke Evans's son. And the kid's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, your dad's an asshole. Yeah. So I'm going to be back in like five minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> five minutes, y'all got to be gone. Exactly. <laughs> your dad uh, is a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I do like how age appropriate the kids look. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, like they don't look like sexy adults. <laughs> and that's a rare, that's a very rare case here. A lot of times yeah. they will cast um, teenagers as like late 20s, sometimes like early 30s, and it just, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I saw Wild Things for the first time recently, and like Denise Richards was like 27, mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. a like, junior in high school. It's not right. Uh, It's not right. Yeah. Another icon in this film is Missy Pyle. Mm. Missy Pyle, so great always. Missy Pyle shows up in every movie and makes an impression. She is just one of those actors. She does play similar roles, but she gives just enough of a different flavor that it does not feel boring or that she's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great in this movie as Mercedes, Luke Evans' uh, boothang, and gets run over by a car. Uh, Ma uh. calls her a cunt and then rolls her over with a vehicle. Which is so good. <laughs> it's so good. So, so good. Um, Allison Janney, which you talked about, has like a couple scene cameo as Sue Ann's boss. And she just like yells at her the whole time. Yeah, with a lot of racist energy. <laughs> Lots of racist energy. So like when she got killed, I was like, you know, like, that's yeah. The thing. yeah that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing about Ma is that like, aside from the weird stuff with the kids and there's so much of that, like. I don't care. I don't I don't mind Ma like fucking over like people that are awful to her. Absolutely. 100%. There's something v- very cathartic about like 
beating the, well, not, I guess, more than just beating their ass, but like getting back at white people that are awful to you. It's 100%. Like specifically white people that are awful to you. Mm-hmm. 100%. And speaking of the kids, in the child cast, we have McKaylee Miller, who plays Haley, who that character reminds me of so many people that I've worked with who are in mm. their 20s, who is mm. just like the white girl who's just like always ready to party and get like wasted. And you say to yourself, oh my gosh, she's such a mess. But then somehow every once in a while you find yourself going along and being like in the group with her because at the end of the day, she's messy, but she's kind of fun. You have a different tolerance uh, for white women than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Because because in my experience, I'll be like, oh, like this girl's fun. And then, you know, it'll be one moment where she's just like, I'm so like, she'll be like drunk. She'll be like, I'm so sorry that I, I'm white and like I have all these privileges and you mm-hmm. don't. And, or like, or the like, oh my God, you're a hit. Or just something weird will happen. Or they'll say something and the politics just don't math up. That's when I and walk away. Like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Or like, or they'll like uh, undermine the importance of certain things, and y'all be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Um, Corey Fogelmanis plays the love interest here in this movie, and I think what's interesting about him is that all the kids look age-appropriate, except he looks younger. He looks like he's, like, 14. (laughs) Yes, which is, like, kind of, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Like, you know, Dana Silvers is, like, a model, Mm -hmm. so she, like, is young but looks just like a little bit older mm-hmm. but you know she doesn't look like it's like it's not too inappropriate but like I could totally see like it's so believable that like this girl would be taken by this like turtly yeah. small white boy yeah. I l- love the scene where he like asks her out and she's like wait do you mean like on a date or as a couple mm-hmm. and he's like uh, both? both? <laughs> yes that's so yes. real and Oh my God, one of the most uncomfortable scenes is when he makes out with Octavia Spencer. Uh, uh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Mm-mm. And then she stamps him. Mm-mm. So, but we'll get to all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gianni Paolo plays like the sporty guy who she makes strip near the beginning of the movie. And uh, and they kept coming back to her house after she pulled a gun out on this underage boy and made him get naked. She looked at his penis, made a comment about his penis, and then they were just like, okay, pizza rolls? <laughs> Do you have pizza rolls, though? And of course, who asked that? Dante Brown as the token black child. Not child. Of the friend group, because there is another black child in the movie. Um, Ma's daughter. But I will say, as many things as they kind of slapped onto this movie to make Ma into a black character, one thing that they were at least aware of racially is making sure that the first person to call her Ma was the black kid. <laughs> because... <laughs> If one of those white kids had called her Ma, I would have been like, okay, this this movie, 
this movie is just over. And I feel like also mm-hmm. Sue Ann would have said, what did you say to me? Uh, we'll, we'll get, uh, we'll get yeah, into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. Um, also, some uh, Tate Taylor makes a cameo in this movie. Tate Taylor is the cop at the end that Ma shoots. That's him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not what I was expecting him to look like. Right? Doesn't he look like just a, just a nice, like, guy? normal guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and we also have Tanyelle Waver as Ma's daughter, Jeannie. Yeah, when they bring in the Munchausens by proxy shit, it gets like, it's like you're adding in something else? Oh, my gosh. This, she definitely had, like, Jackson family energy. That is 100% Jackson family energy. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so some fun facts about this film. The role of Sue Ann was originally written for a white actress. When what? I, mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. I cannot believe. When Octavia Spencer showed interest in doing the role, Tate Taylor worked on tailoring the script to make it work for a black woman. And... You know, this is very unsurprising. I was talking about this with Jordan when we were talking about Soul because Soul was also originally not written with a black character in mind. That was something that they added later. They kind of slapped it on. And you can absolutely feel that with this movie because when you think about if someone like Jordan Peele or Nia DaCosta or, you know, any great black director working in genre, if they were to approach this movie from a writing and directing standpoint, this would have been a movie about the horrors of the mammy trope. And it would have addressed that in a smart way from our point of view. There are so many things that I feel like they miss out on from just slapping this shit on the character and being like, okay, so now you're black, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, I think, like, either, like, exploring the mammy trope or exploring the trauma exactly. that kids go through at predominantly white schools. Exactly. Um, because that was definitely, like, my experience. And so, like, those scenes are actually extremely sad to Extremely me. sad. And that's also something that we don't get because every time we get something about high school, it's always, like... I'm biracial, and I don't know if I need to pick a side between mm-hmm. my white side or my black side, which is no shade to the biracial experience. It's just like that is such an overexposed mm-hmm. perspective. The Hollywood story um, of that, yeah. Exactly. Like, and and so that's why Ma feels so cathartic because she's getting revenge on these people because, and I guess this is what I was going to say earlier, is that like, the people that like hurt you in those very specific like racial ways don't even think about they it don't. afterwards. They don't. They don't at even all. like it. Doesn't even like it. Doesn't even like process to you to them that like what they did was like racist and fucked like fucked up, but even more fucked up because you're targeting her because she's black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like in capable hands, this could have been like a very like you know sad but sort of enlightening and really could have like opened the eyes of people well I don't know I don't know maybe I'm speaking too much to the power that something could have but like could open someone's eyes yeah about, like, what what could have like what that shit does to somebody um but then you know you had the Munchausen and then it's also weird that it's like her anger towards 
the people that pulled that prank on her, which is also like really fucked up because that's really like fucked sexual, up. Sexual. That's like sexual assault. That's sexual like, assault. That's like, mm-hmm. that's like very fucked up. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I like. I will full hard be like that is gross. Um, mm-hmm. But her being like kind of into this kid is weird. I just yes. don't, like. I don't understand how that math maths. Exactly. That math is not mathing. Also, I think. What is so weird, and I because I because people are very weirded out by the pointy face girl, the party girl, mm-hmm. and her character because she just like says crazy shit all the time. They didn't adjust the way that I think these characters would talk to Ma. Oh, like, absolutely. Like I think a lot of them are still talking to Ma as if she's like. There's that moment where she's like, "Who am that Medea?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. But like you know, the pointy face girl being like damn ma don't you have a man like i fully doubt i don't have a lot of money but i would bet some money that that character would never speak to a black woman that way never Mm-mm. and even though like ma was like their friend i feel like they would still feel sort of awkward about just like the racial difference absolutely and living in a place too where like they have one black friend like and you see genie at the school so that makes two black people we see at that school that's it so they're in a place where there's obviously not that many black people, too. So it's not like we have mad homies out here, you know. I have all of these black friends. I know anything about black people. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then there's also that really, like, sad scene where she gets alcohol for different kids. And, like, they throw, like, a uh, oh like my soda God. her window. And she starts. That's really sad. Yeah, like crying in her car. And I'm just like, that is like a whole, like, maybe we'll just have to write it or something like that. But that's like a whole other movie. movie. Absolutely. And so that's why I like, and that stuff does like make me upset because that was very similar to my experience and a lot of other people's experience and stuff like that. But at the same time, like Munchausen. Absolutely. And dogs, and dogs blood. Exactly. Exactly. And that actually brings me to the next fun fact that originally in the script, there was no backstory for Ma and Tate Taylor added the backstory in so that he could tie everything that Ma was doing into her past trauma and generate some empathy from the audience, which we were saying, you know, works to a certain extent in those moments where we're going to her high school flashbacks and when the kids throw a soda at her window. But what fucks it up is... Like the Munchausens and yeah, everything else that happened. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, honestly, this probably would have been better received if they didn't give Ma that backstory, mm. which is also fucked up that, like, you need to add a traumatic backstory um, when you're making it about a black person. That's weird. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, that is essentially Tate Taylor's math, right? Mm -hmm. He's saying, how do we tailor this script to make it work for Octavia? How do we make this script for a black woman? He's like, oh, I know. Adding in this shit. Yeah. This traumatic shit. I mean, yeah. like, And and I mean, in real life, like a lot of people that do bad things to other people do have, are victims of abuse themselves Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But also this is a fucking silly movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is a silly movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember, like, in Greta, I don't remember why Greta was, like, doing the things that she did. She just, like, did them. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think they tried to give it, like, some backstory, but it really wasn't that resonant. Mm-mm. Like, it, like, it just doesn't, like, it would, it would honestly be so iconic if, if she was just, like. Yeah, I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And the last fun fact is that this film was shot in February 2018, but was not released until May 2019. And I feel like that's partly because they weren't exactly sure, like, what to do with it, like, where to put this movie. I think where it ended up landing was fine. It's, like, early summer, but it's not in a place where they're trying to like put it out they're not trying to get rid of it but they're also not like trying to be like this is the best thing ever it's gonna be a blockbuster and at the end of the day when they put it out was actually pretty successful i know a lot of people who like went to go see this movie as like an early summer late spring kind of like fun kind of thing to go do and see you know yeah like i was in DC because I was going to AFI docs because I had screened for them and my best friends also live in DC so we went to TGI Fridays in the mall yes drunk yes very cheap sweet yummy cocktails (laughs) like I wish I could go back and then we watched Ma at like the theater was like right across from the from the restaurant. We watched Ma with like a bunch of teenagers. Uh, and we were all just like, "What? What? <laughs> what?" Like it was so much fun. That's perfect. Like, yeah, and that's the thing is like people just gravitate to the weird shit. Like less less trauma and more Ma doing the robot to Funky. Yes. <laughs> That is the question I have about this movie. Before I talk about my first experience with this movie, um, they only dance to songs from like the 70s and the 80s at these parties. It's like uh, Funky Town, uh, Kung Fu Fighting. Yes. <laughs> it's so bizarre because, like, for all intents and purposes, would those songs possibly be played at a party with our age group? Possibly, because they're throwbacks, like fun nostalgia. But Gen Z doesn't give a fuck about that no. shit. <laughs> like, it's it's almost as if she's, like, running a daycare and they need, like, appropriate music <laughs> without any suggestive lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> like, at, like at a youth center. She's like, let me see what I have in my iPod shuffle. Uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a she's got a fucking uh, a fucking zoom. <laughs> the zoom. She still has that zoom. Oh my god. So my first experience with this movie, uh, I took some friends that I worked with at the Breakfast Shack, the organic breakfast truck I used to work on. Shout out to the Breakfast Shack team. I took them to Nighthawk Prospect Park to see this movie because they had not been to Prospect Park before. And we had all been collectively anticipating just the ridiculousness of this movie because the trailer did a great job at just not shying away from that, which is absolutely perfect. And that is also the perfect setting to see this movie. It was an afternoon screening. We were, I think, the only ones there drinking, (laughs) drinking alcohol, eating food, just 
basking in the ridiculousness of this film. And my friend Gina, she got our drink special, which was a shot of the fake fireball that they mention in Aftershock, mm. that they mention in the film. And it's served in a little solo red cup shot glass. And you also get a can of Bud Light, which is, you know, that's the combo. That's the combo. So yeah. all of these cute things happening while seeing this movie. And yeah, it was just a fun way to see that movie. I think that is the way to see it. You got to have a little booze in your system. You just got to be ready to have like, be ready to be in this world that really just does not. Just be open because it's just, it's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. So let's get into these aspects of Octavia and one liners. So like Shay said at the beginning of the episode, we are here to set the record straight right now. This movie is not good. We know this movie is not good. This script is salape. It is super salape. Um, there is too much going on. Like you were saying before, Shay, the simpler this movie could have been, the more fun it could have been if they had just played the game of Ma doing what Ma does. It could have, and just heightening that and keep it going. That's kind of just like classic slasher shit, honestly. Yeah, I wonder, like, because I've had, like, lots of conversations with my friends about just, um, about, like, kind of colorblind casting mm -hmm. and how, like, how something works if you, and I do think it just, it it's such a nuanced thing. It is. Like, something like Waves, I don't think works because I really don't buy the core of it. Right. Between this, like, upper middle class black family but, like, you can see that they try to tailor some sort of things to make it work. But at its core, like, it just kind of doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, I have a feeling if they had just done Ma the way that it was probably written originally, it would have been, like, fine. Yeah. It would have been super fun. I'm just not... It, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's It's weird. Yeah, agreed. And because they have so much going on... This movie is, like, way too long. Mm -hmm. This movie could have been an hour and... 90 minutes. Yes. Literally. Tops. 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 It's, like, an hour and 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. It feels different in the movie theater because you are in that environment and you are just kind of having fun and you're taking the ride and you're just like, where is this going to go next? Where can it possibly go? Because so many shocking things in that I can't believe this is happening in a movie right now <laughs> happen. But when you're watching it at home on TV, you're just like, those moments are still there, but also the moments of just like, what time is it? Why is this yeah. dragging? <laughs> I think the, I think the issue is that like, it's trying to make it a story about Maggie and the rest of the kids mm -hmm. when it should have just been about Ma. It should have just been about Ma. Yeah. Because there's so much air and space with Maggie and that boy and Maggie and her mom mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And it's just like, what is Ma doing right now? Right. What is Sue Ann? <laughs> <laughs> That's also how you know. 
This was not written for black women. Her name is Sue Ann. Oh, that's like an off-brand Aunt Jemima, even though it's not even called Aunt Jemima anymore. Like exactly. Oh my god, Sue fucking Ann. Yeah, I mean, like, and I think the reason why this movie is bad, but a movie that is worth watching and you know revisiting for a podcast is because it's one of those movies that's bad. Fun, like we are saying, but also there's so many different avenues of potential that they could have gone down that you can see watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about a movie that's not complete trash because a complete trash movie is like this movie shouldn't have been made at all. Like, just throw it all out. Yes. All aspects of it are bad. Like, other things I don't necessarily like about this movie is the filmmaking. It's very, very flat. Yes. Almost looks like it could have been made for TV, the way it's lit, the way it's colored. There's no texture to it. Uh, Sue Ann is wearing the same costume throughout the whole movie, pretty much. She's got her scrubs, <laughs> and then she's got her party pants on. Yeah, yeah. And the hat, the juicy... Oh, I love the hat. The, the hat bejeweled. is so good. The hat is so, so good. But she's doing the fucking robot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In my in my notes, because I was, like, drinking wine while I was watching yes. the pod, I have, like, in all caps, Ma's little hat! <gasps> um, Ma's little iconic hat. Yeah, it's, yeah, the world is just not flushed out. It's like, not. all we know is that the kids are just so desperate to party mm-hmm. or whatever, which apparently, like, because my boyfriend used to be a bit of a party person, like, mm. when he was, like, young, like, you know, living, like, in upstate New York and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is pretty, I actually think this is accurate. Mm. And, you know, it's not a part of my world. Same. He, Same. he said that there were several parents that were, like, mall. Wow. You know what? I had heard about this, but it just wasn't my life. I was actually telling Kunsang about this the other day, that there were a lot of rich kids who would have these really big parties and either their parents would go away and kind of like sanction it or their parents would just be there and be like, hey, do you want my... Drinking along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not my mom. Uh, yeah, that feels like that is just, you know, quite not my experience. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just, it's not a part of my world. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like, can you, like, I'm a military brat. Like, can you imagine? It's a, puh. No, 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 no. Not my ma. Not my ma. Absolutely not. Like, it's just so, it's just so weird. It is. But. But, you know, whatever. But the world is not flushed out Mm-mm. enough. And I think that's because, you know, I think it was made over like $6 million, which to us is a lot of money, but kind of... That's low, yeah. It's kind of low budge. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we only have Ma's house yeah. outside and outside the school and Maggie's house. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. And I feel, too, that this is a high school movie where we were saying these kids look appropriately in high school and yet you really only see a few of them. You just see this group. You see two people really outside the group. 
the girl who's throwing a party for her friend, or maybe it's her birthday party, and then the church girl, the pastor girl. Ma, look, they left her. They left her in the burning house. They left the church girl in the burning house? Yeah, because she was, like, asleep. And then I think Ma... Oh, knocked her out. Ma knocks her out. We didn't see them pick her up. That's probably why they don't use the alternative ending, because she's in the alternative ending. I think they probably look back at the footage and they're just like, fuck, we can't use this. She didn't make it out of the house. (laughs) Also, like, Ma totally orphaned that boy. Yeah. Uh, I like I didn't like I've seen this movie like four times and it didn't dawn on me. I was like, oh, yeah, like the the love interest boy, his mom died of cancer. Yeah, he has no parents. And Ma just killed his dad. Oh, OK. No parents. No parents. No parents. Mm-mm. And no Mercedes either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it's interesting that she does that to him because she has this thing for him. She like fucking yeah. loves this little boy. And the only reason she stabs him is because she doesn't believe him when he says that he loves her. That's like so crazy. It's so crazy. It's such it is such a leap. Um, And I can't wait to talk about the one liners because she says something to him that is just like absolutely iconic. Actually, since we're there, let's just go there. Something about this movie that makes it bad iconic besides Octavia's performance, which we will get to for sure, is some of these one-liners. And they're pretty much all said by Octavia. And the one-liner that she says to him when she's like, you smell just like your daddy. Like, what Uh, the fuck? uh, Makes me so, so uncomfortable. She hits on these children like many times and it's, it doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Like not only is it uncomfortable, but it does not fit with her MO. It doesn't fit with the story. It's just weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird because like for me, you know, being around awful white people that were like, borderline mean to me slash just like didn't recognize my existence and if they did it felt like some weird trap yeah like my impulse was to just like get away from that i was like this is stupid this is bad and it's also really funny because it seems like the people that were the meanest to you are the ones that peaked in high school mm-hmm. um and so my impulse is like i just want to get away from this and for Ma, it seems like her impulse is to, like, almost do everything over again. Yeah. And this time, I'm the cool one, which is, like, just doesn't feel accurate. It does it not. doesn't feel like a black thing. It doesn't. It Not at all. It really doesn't. Especially since so much, like, I just watched Dazed and Confused for the first time mm. recently. Not, what, not my thing. White people are so fucking White people weird. love, seriously. Seriously. Like, that movie's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. They're, like, hunting... They're, like, hunting kids down in cars with, like, paddles. And so, like, it's... it's it was giving, like... Like, uh... uh what, it, what, is, what is it called? The, like, the people that would, like, patrol around looking for escape slaves. 
Like, it was oh, just giving yeah. those vibes. Yeah. It was giving those vibes, and I was like, this is weird. Mm-mm. And, like, the film is so nostalgic for that stuff. Like, I feel like white people are so obsessed with their youth and, like, nostalgia. Absolutely. And then... And because they feel so powerful back then and so in control. And so, like, when they don't have that, when they're just, like, another cog in the machine of capitalism, like, and they're not where they expected it to be because of whatever reasons, Mm -hmm. like, they can't, I don't know, fucking cope. They don't know what to do. And the thing with black people is that, like, we're very good at coping. Very good. We have no choice. We had no choice. No choice. But that's another thing that just doesn't ring true. And those are just, like, the nuances that the film just, like, you know, is attempting to do but doesn't. Mm-hmm. Which is why they should have just scrubbed all of that to begin with and just made Ma a fucking slasher. <laughs> yes, villain. exactly, exactly. And the same scene that we were talking oh, about no. before with uh, making making this boy strip, she, <laughs> when she says... Get naked, boy. <laughs> and when she says, after she pulls the gun, she says, y'all think I'm Medea. I want to know whose idea that line was. That was totally Tate. That exactly. was totally Tate. Exactly. Making a Medea reference, like, come on. Come Which on. Which is very funny because this film reminds me of Acrimony Ooh. so much. I still have not seen Acrimony. Oh, Desmond. <sighs> oh my God. Oh my, like, it's like, uh, like, honestly, probably worse because it's made by a black man. Mm. Uh, and like, all of the soundtrack is like Nina Simone songs. Uh, it's iconic. Uh, like, I gotta watch it. Yeah. Br- you can bring me back. I mean, or talk to somebody else. Because I mean, like, um, it's it's great. It's great. But it's just like the same thing where it's just like so crazy and so many things are happening. Yeah. You can't even like really zero in. I mean, you can zero in on the like the misogyny and like the uh, complete misunderstanding of mental illness and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's also just so stupid because it was made for $12 and all those $12 went to Taraji. Like, yeah. So yes. Uh, Taraji, we stand. Uh, yeah, the Medea thing is so weird, but obviously so Tay Taylor. Like, yeah, she's black. Yeah, she's, she's got to make a Medea reference. So stupid. Um, one of my favorites, which is another reference, another fucking weird reference to these children, is Milk did that body good. Ah! <laughs> she says that to Darrell. And I just don't understand. It's already weird enough that she really wants uh, the love interest boy. But she just randomly says that to Darrell and then kind of just, and he smartly walks away. He's like, um, bye. Okay, that's, that's my cue. I'm out. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And the way she says it, she's like, mm, milk did that body good. <laughs> even if you said that to a, con- like, e- even if I was, like, with somebody and we're adults and we're both consenting and we're about to, <gasps> you know, fuck or whatever. If I heard that. Uh, <laughs> ew. Calling it off. 
It's, I'm uh, calling it off. I'm sorry, I have to go. Shut it down. Shut it down. Because uh, it's, like, I mean, but also, like, milk is so um, weird. Milk is fucking weird. It's... Milk is so weird because it's just, like, mm, teats and tits and 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 babies and and it's just, like, it's white and it's just, mm-hmm. like, Mm. The beverage. Like Jordan Peele. Yes. Jordan Peele knew what he was he doing. He knew what he was that. doing. Because, oh. With that. Especially when she's drinking it right out of the straw. I'm like, oh, uh, God. Yeah, milk, the beverage itself, makes me quite uncomfortable. Uh, uh, as do rabbits. Uh, so he knows what the fuck he's doing. He does. <laughs> um, of course, two lines that I think go hand in hand are, it's five o'clock somewhere. Ha <laughs> ha! And... <laughs> And of course, the one and only. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink Don't make alone. Me drink alone. <laughs> iconic. Just I don't understand iconic. their social their social media. Oh, I don't get like, it at all. Videos sent to each other like they didn't even like create a fake app. It just looks like <laughs> it's mass texts that just play like mass vid- mass videos. Yeah, that just play. yeah. Like it's so when weird. One pointy faced girl who actually kind of looks like um, maybe it's her hair, but it, she reminds me of Sam from iCarly. Oh, word. Jeanette word. McCurdy. Word. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Jeanette McCurdy would have killed that shit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Couldn't afford her. But no, no, absolutely not. And I'm sure Jeanette McCurdy looked at that script and was like, I'm going to keep fucking basketball players. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is what she deserves. Yes, um, girl, you deserve. But like that girl, she's like, "Hey guys, Ma is fucking lame. We're no longer hanging out with Ma." And I'm just like, "Ma, was that sent to you?" Right. Or like, did you go on like a Facebook? Because they have Facebook. Because Ma mm-hmm. just like some very like mid level Facebook sleuth. Yeah. <laughs> Her extent of the internet. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Uh, I also love, uh, speaking of when she is on the social media thing, when she's partying with other kids and she's like, hey, Maggie, thanks for these earrings. (laughs) Data and Data's making this like the best just like (laughs) face. She's just so confused. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Wait, how did so you get my weird. earrings? <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Because she fucking roofied her own. Yeah. Mom. Yo. Uh, so bad. I love when just like randomly they're like, oh, like they're in her house and like, oh, hey, mom. And she's like, men are dogs. <laughs> yes. And then she like walks away. Also, like, she had a husband. She like had a husband. Mm-hmm. What's the backstory on that? Mm-hmm. What happened to her husband? That could have also just been, yeah, like that could have also been like an extra plot point that maybe had nothing to do with like awful racial trauma. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's also this line that she says when she's painting Darrell's face. Oh my God. She's like, I'm sorry, Darrell. There can only be one of us. <laughs> Which at the time that I watched it was like, the the most like you know race thing that like ign- like that jumped out to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, ma, no. There can be more no. than one, ma. Ma, there can be more than one. To be to be honest, like 
one is almost like a feat. Like there, like there are grown titty people that live in New York City whose friend groups are all white. Yes, a one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's that's really weird to me. I know like, it, so it many. Even have to be black people, but like it's all white people. Yeah, all like I know so many white gays who are out here. Black Lives Matter. Da 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 da. See you at the protest. You, do you know any black people? Do you talk to any black people? Like, I Is just coworkers. Yeah, and do you stand? Do you or do you just stand our culture? Do you just like watch RuPaul's Drag Race and and you just like want to be like a good person? That's like, oh, I I'm aware of the things that are happening, yeah. the times that we are in. Yeah. Oh, this is happening. Okay. Yeah. Does yeah yeah I just uh, ma no there can be more than one. It's actually very, it's very good for them to have at least one, Mm -hmm. which is such a gross way to put that. (laughs) But whatever. Uh, Speaking uh, of Ma herself, let's talk about Octavia's performance in this movie because I think that this is something that all people really agreed on. I think even most of the reviews of this movie were just like, this movie is a lot of things. It's all over the place, X, Y, and Z, all the things that we have said. But the one thing everyone agrees on is that Octavia shows up and commits to this fucking character. She commits. (laughs) Yes, I absolutely agree. I mean, like, to her, it's probably, oh, finally, some fucking good food, you know? I'm not, I'm not, you know, Sally Hawkins's like, friend who's like, Eliza, mm-hmm. Eliza, did you fuck the fish man, Eliza? <laughs> I'm you not know? someone's fucking accessory, you know? Exactly. She's like, this is my movie. Mm-hmm. And she gets to, you know, have evil monologues and do fucked up things. And she gets to, like, when Ma wears her sexy dress to take pictures with the kids mm-hmm. uh, after she, like, tortures them. Amazing. She has moments that are supposed to be intentional comedy. Yeah. She has really scary moments. And that moment that we were talking about where she cries in the car is just like, you really feel that. You 100% feel that. She gets to really show an array of things that she doesn't really get to show in movies at all. Yeah. She's a fucking Oscar winner, people. She won a fucking Oscar. For, you know... It's For the Help. Playing yeah. For the Help, also directed by Tate Taylor. Tate Taylor. Uh, who also did um, Get On Up. I haven't seen that, but I heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard Chadwick is good at Chadwick it. is good at right. it, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, like... It's just, so, it's so, it's so weird. It's so, oh, God. But she's like, because she's so good at it. And if it had just been, a, again, beating a dead horse, like... If it was just a straight movie, like a straight thriller or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I wonder how that would have, like, changed her career, you know? True, true, true. And <clears throat> it's so interesting, too, that this movie, without her, would have just been bad, bad. Would have just been bad, bad, bad. Yes. It just would have been, like, absolutely yes. terrible. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god. Just absolutely trash. Like, had Jennifer Lewis play. Me. <laughs> ah! Oh 
my God, can she be like her sister in a sequel or something? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. 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 And she, like, and like her sister is also, um, kind of crazy but like in a different way yes like what if what if the sister was like like a black pageant queen and ma was never that oh my god oh my god get bloom house on the phone right now jason hey jason it's me again jason. Uh, <laughs> i have an idea for ma too <laughs> we have pitches and they're good ma squared they're good here we go. Ma squared. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. And but yeah, like she, like she is the. But I mean, you know, like if they had made this movie with a white woman and it was like Anne Dowd, it probably would have slapped too. <laughs> Anne Dowd. Anne Dowd or Margot, one of the aunties. Can you imagine fucking hand out being like, Milk did that body? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Milk did that body good. <laughs> you smell just like your father. Uh. Oh. You smell just like your father. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My God. Oh. Uh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have like a slight headache. <laughs> From all this mall. <laughs> that is so funny. And honestly, Also, Jean, the haircut. The haircut. The haircut. The haircut is... It's... It's awful. It, it, it is so important, though, because, like, you see that hair and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Something's not right. Something's up. not right. Something's up. Because, like, that's the hair that you would get, like, when you would get a, a relaxer. Mm-hmm. And the old, like, auntie doing your hair would be like, okay, I'm going to bump the ends a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> And you end up looking like Ma. And then I just wear my hair up for a few days at school. <laughs> yep. Uh, You're going to see me looking like that. Like I'm a fucking beetle. Literally, literally up in here looking like a beetle. And there are a couple moments where they do let her snap back at the kids in a way that is absolutely appropriate. Like, when that white girl says, Ma, you need a man, and she snaps around, she's like, girl, you better watch your mouth. I was like, she was, right then, she was every, she was all of our mothers. She invoked all of our mothers. I wish there was more of that in there. I agree. I agree. that would have made the dynamic, just their dynamic a bit more weird and a bit more te- like like less horny for children please and more like strict weirdo absolutely please 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 absolutely. god imagine if Allison Janney was ma oh my god that would have but that been, would be a totally different movie that would have been frightening because I'm thinking about I Tanya for frightening frightening oh my gosh and because of Octavia, too, we've gotten the iconic memes. We have gotten... <laughs> oh, my God. We have gotten Ma for the like culture. It feels so long ago that that all happened. Yeah. Um, but I love that she's kind of getting... I mean, I mean, whatever. Like, the movie was a financial success. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if they made a sequel, it would also be financially successful. Mm-hmm. Like, 
would risk COVID to go see. Yes. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, 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 I, w- no. I wouldn't do that. I, no. I really wouldn't because the after effects of that are really severe. Yeah. Um, but like I like I I will be there when Ma mm-hmm. Two comes out. Yes, um, I will be there. But it was just so nice to see like everybody giving the movie it's like meme flowers almost, mm-hmm. and that like Octavia saw it, she thought it was funny. She's like, yeah, great. Like, and I also think she understands that like it's a silly movie. Exactly, exactly. Like there is a read into this movie that can be taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, throughout the whole aspect of this movie, there is an awareness of them knowing that they pretty much just set out to make a silly, like, movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's basically how I feel about it. I don't know if there's anything for you that you find to be, like, super left field like offensive about this movie. I mean the child horniness is not good. That's not good. That's very and, true. Like, she literally like looked at that boy's penis mm-hmm. and then made a call. I forgot what she said, but she commented about the penis. She did. Which is like it makes me so uncomfortable. Yes. Like very, oh. very cringe. Oh but you know, like Octavia's having fun. She's doing something that she like and you know, actors can sometimes not be the brightest and, you know, sometimes a, a story can be pitched to you in a way that you think that something's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in, like, Hillbilly Elegy or something like that. <laughs> LOL. LOL. Glenn but, like, Close's mom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> not Mima. Not, not oh, no. Mima. Oh, my God. Oh, no. But, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think I think it is I think it's we need to bring our attention more so to, you know, why something like Three Billboards was very critically acclaimed when a bunch of white critics saw it at festivals months before everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as other people saw it, they were like, what the fuck is this? Right. And the Thank white you. critics were like, oh, 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 oh. Like, we, I think we need to be more cautious about that stuff mm-hmm. because about the stuff that we're being told and more critical about the stuff that we're being told is like good. Yeah that is actually pretty questionable. Like, we know that Ma is trash. Right, we know this. They made it because they wanted to make a movie together. Like, Tate Taylor wanted to make something fucked up, mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. Octavia wanted to do something different, mm-hmm. successful. Exactly. Like They checked their boxes. They checked their yeah. boxes, and it happened to be successful financially. And also, it does have kind of a bit of a cult following now. But again, I don't think anyone who is discussing this movie at any point is like, it was great. It has a cult following because it's fucking silly, you know? It is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Like, this isn't like Alita Battle Angel where I genuinely think it is like, good. Uh I do genuinely think it's good. But uh, it does have like some rough around the edges moments. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, that is like something that is a bit more pure and not trying to be it's not ma exactly exactly I think the key as you know hot sexy black cinephiles you and I like I think the key to just kind of like like when you start out watching movies you're you know there's always that film that brings your attention and you're like oh this movie is different Mm -hmm. from other movies that I've seen 
And it's usually a Wes Anderson film. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Wes Anderson is like a cinephile trading bra. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. And, Facts. and then you start watching more movies. And the more movies you watch, the more you realize like it's not fun or cute to be snobby about movies. It's like, true. I don't think I'm better than anybody because I like Ma. Exactly. I just think it's funny. Like, mm-hmm. the more you watch, the more you're just... Like, and, you know, and this is with anything. The people that are the loudest and most obnoxious about something, people that don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. True, true, always. They're just trying to, like, project. And so, the, uh, to me, the key, even though, like, I don't think I am, you know, this master, like, movie watcher person. Like, I have several blind spots, but I've seen a lot of things. We watch we watch more movies than like most people that we know mm-hmm. that don't like Period. work in movies, mm-hmm. especially this year. Like I, I mm-hmm. watch like a movie a day. It's yeah, it's um, but you realize like oh, bad movies are good and good movies are often very bad. Yes, and absolutely like dumb movies set you free, bro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like absolutely. Je- just let Ma set you free, man. Let Ma set you free, especially in times like this. It's so good to be able to not necessarily turn everything off because in times like this, you still have to be aware of what's happening actively. And at the same time, taking time to watch something where you don't have to be so like, uh, with it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And this is one of those films. Yeah, like, unfortunately, I have not been able to watch, like, a series. Like, I didn't watch, like, anything that came out last year because I was like, this is serious. It's a lot. This is a lot. And I can't, I just, like, I'm not in that that mental space Mm -hmm. because good, dumb movies are better. They're not better, but they are, they're giving me, like, what I need. And also, it's nice to see a movie really go for something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, let's get weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. So, in conclusion about Ma, this movie is so silly. Uh, the script is, you know, shaky. Yeah. And there are some missed opportunities in terms of exploring Ma's character in an even deeper way. Or even conversely, just not doing that at all and just making Ma a fucking straight-up slasher, like a misery fucking, like, slasher. It's also yeah. too long. It is way too long. Yes. And at the same time, it is a fun watch not to be taken too seriously and kind of is what it is at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. There are rumors of a sequel, and honestly, I know we both mm. hope that they fucking do it. I just just do it. Just fucking do it's, it. It's just like, it's just a slam dunk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wonder what the story will be. I mean, there's so many different... Options. I mean, that alternate ending, they make it very clear that Ma's still alive. But I think even in the regular ending, you can tell that, like, oh, she's not dead. Yeah. She's not dead. If we someone did not is see enve- Yeah. Yeah. Like, if someone is, like, enveloped in smoke, they're not dead. They're not dead. They're not dead. No. So Ma is now streaming on HBO, HBO and HBO Max. Max. Check it out if you dare sure. and you want to have a little good time. All my life I had to fight. The time has come for this week's You Better Act Award. So if you are not familiar with the You Better Act Award, this is a 
an accolade that I give out every week on the show to a performance, or in this week's case, performance says, that have really, really impressed me. These can be current, these can be throwbacks, and I just want to show them some mo love. So, this week's You Better Act Award goes to... Dominique Fishback, Dominique Thorne, and Alicia Joy Powell in Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, of course, everyone's talking about Daniel Kaluuya's amazing performance as Fred Hampton in this movie. He just picked up a Golden Globe for the role, and though sometimes the Golden Globe supporting awards especially can very much be flukes, I think that it's safe to say that Daniel is probably on his way to an Oscar for this one. He's great in it. But these three performances by these women are absolutely astounding as well. First of all, we have Dominique Fishback, who I have been watching for a long time. She plays Deborah Johnson, Fred Hampton's fiance in the film. And I've been watching her ever since I saw her do a guest spot on... The Americans, which is one of my favorite shows in the past five years. I think that Dominique's performance in this is such a combination of so many things that I know that she can do. I mean, it's gentle. It is powerful. She is just so charismatic and magnetic Anything that she's in, any scene that she's in, you just want to know more about her and you just soak up every special thing that she's doing. I think that she is also very much worthy of a nomination here. She's getting some late season Oscar buzz, which is great to see because I've loved her for so long. So big ups to Dominique Fishback. Can't wait to see what more she does in her career. Also, Dominique Thorne. Dominique Thorne is playing Judy Harmon in this film. Judy Harmon was one of the Black Panthers, and what a strength this performance has. I would watch her kick ass in a movie as Judy Harmon for hours. She is simply amazing. Her scene with Lakeith Stanfield, where they're trying to figure out if he is a rat or not, is wonderful. She's great. I can't wait to see more from her. I'd only seen her in If Beale Street Could Talk, and I know she has some Marvel stuff coming up, so big ups to Dominique Thorne. I also want to know more about Judy Harmon. She seemed like such a fucking badass. It's amazing. And last but not least, we have Alicia Joy Powell, who is in one scene, and she makes such an impact. She plays a character named Mrs. Winters, who is the mother of a Black Panther named Jake, who gets killed. And Fred Hampton goes to visit her and just has this one scene with her that is just, oh my God, it's so moving and just so sad to see the perspective of a mother of a Black Panther who was killed. Ugh. She just brings so much to this role in one scene. And Alicia, I'd also seen her in a guest spot in Orange is the New Black, and she's incredible in that too. So I love seeing these actors really come up on the rise and continue to do amazing work. I can't wait to see more from these ladies. I'm so excited to see them. And you can check out Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max until March 14th. Check it out. 
in closing for this episode, some food for thought for the audience. What are some other movies that you think are fun, but are ultimately not good? That are like kind of just like comfort food, silly movies that you love, but you know the quality is not there. I think one of those movies for me... Uh, might honestly be glitter, oh. which I may want to talk about at some point on this podcast. Uh, comment on our Instagram at Adventures in Black Cinema. Comment on the IG post. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Thank you to our audio engineer, Matt Mozzarella, our production assistant, Cindy Edward, our executive producer, Miss Amanda Seals. Thank you, Shay, for being on the show again. Thank you for having me. This is like... Uh, such a pleasure and I'm so happy for you and all your success oh Oh thank you and I'm so excited for your podcast I'm so excited thank you we will definitely be promoting on our socials can't wait and thank you audience per usual for tuning in every week next week is our 30th episode and y'all have been asking and asking and asking and asking so we're finally going to do Do the right thing. So see y'all next week for that. Until then, stay safe, stay black, and stay blessed. Bye. Great.